Slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman. Blocked by Polak and Rice. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson. Marcel with the open net and he scores. Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you're with us today as we talk all things New York Islanders. We've got a lot to discuss. A potential offensive sniper demands a trade. We'll talk about a player who has been rumored to be connected with the Islanders uh, and his possible trade value. We'll continue our discussion of free agency and... We will take a look at the season in review and future of Islanders forward Kiefer Bellows as we continue our player-by-player look at the New York Islanders roster this offseason. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. So... First off, before we get started, if you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send us an email. The email address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR vs. NYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout the offseason from the expansion draft, the NHL entry draft, free agency, uh, all the way up until training camp, which, believe it or not, and this is kind of the beautiful thing, it's around two months away. So the offseason this year going to be extremely short, both for the players and for the fans. And I think You know, for fans, after all the mess we've had the last two seasons with two shortened seasons and, and, you know, the bubble last year's playoffs and, and, you know, starting to finally get fans back in the stands in this year's playoffs, it will be so refreshing for Islanders fans to start the season on time and really just sort of, uh, you know, have the calendar back to normal where training camp is in September. October is the beginning of the season. The playoffs start in April. There'll be an all-star game in January. All of these things are comforting and, and another piece of evidence that things are slowly but surely starting to come back to normal. And, and I, I certainly welcome uh, that fact. So looking forward to the season and and sort of everything else. Now, some breaking news last night, and uh, this one was broken by Jeremy Rutherford over in St. Louis. Blues winger Vladimir Tarasenko has requested a trade, and 
you know, there are some destinations that Tarasenko uh, has included. And according to a number of sources, one of the possible destinations he'd be interested in is the New York Islanders. So before you get too excited, uh, Doug Armstrong, the Blues GM, is apparently trying to accommodate Tarasenko. He is 29 years old, and this year he will be in the seventh year of an eight-year contract that is worth $60 million. So his cap hit for this year is $7.5 million. And yeah, Vladimir Tarasenko would be a great addition to the Islanders' top six forwards. He is a proven goal scorer at 29. He probably still has a few seasons left where he could play at a very high level. And, you know, again, I I think having a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko on your team is certainly a welcome addition for an Islanders team that, you know, struggles at at times to score. Here's the catch, though. Here is the catch. Is Vladimir Tarasenko willing to sacrifice some of those statistics to play Islanders-style hockey? That is sort of the $64 million question, right? And look, his best season, 40 goals in 2015-2016. Had 30 or more goals in five straight seasons between 2014-2015 and 2018-2019. But the last two years, and yeah, no, no one is saying that those two years have been normal for any player or team in the hockey world, but for the last two years, he's played a grand total of 34 games, seven goals, 24 points, and a minus nine over those two seasons. And so can he stay healthy? Is he willing to change the way he plays the game a little bit and pitch in on defense? And, you know, make that sacrifice. Now, obviously, if he named the Islanders as one of the teams that he'd be willing to waive his no-trade clause for... He understands the system that Barry Trotz plays. He knows what would be expected of him if he joined the New York Islanders. So that's obstacle number one, the the way he would have to play in order to make it work on the island. But here's the other thing. Can the Islanders fit that kind of a cap hit? where his average value each year over the course of his contract is $7.5 million. Can they do that and re-sign their restricted free agents and keep guys like Casey Sezikis? It'd be a very tall order. I almost think you would have to unload the Andrew Ladd contract and... Maybe you would have to give up Nick Letty in the expansion draft or or as part of a trade to get Tarasenko. Here's the thing. You got to understand that it's going to cost you draft picks and players to get Vladimir Tarasenko. 
and you don't want to make a move just for the sake of making a move, and you don't want to make a move that's not going to make your team better. If you have to trade Jordan Eberle to get Vladimir Tarasenko, and you throw in Nick Letty, maybe that's not what you want to do to make your team better. So there are a lot of question marks out there, but I thought that the news that Tarasenko again reiterated and demanded a trade from the Blues and that the Islanders are rumored to be one of the teams he's interested in waiving his no-trade clause to go to, I thought that would be of interest to Islander fans, and it's, again, something we will keep an eye on over the course of this offseason, if anything comes of it. We've got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day and a look at Kiefer Bellows, the talented young former first-round pick. What is his future with the Islanders, and what can we say about his season in review? All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you could track all the action at Bet Online. And this week, we've also got the Euro Finals coming up this weekend. Wimbledon is wrapping up. You've got the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, maybe over by the time you hear this, but uh, could still be going on. And, of course, you've got the NBA Finals as well. So lots of great sports news, and you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs at Bet Online. Before the next face-off, head to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So today we take a look at uh, yet another Islanders player, uh, their season in review, and obviously also a look ahead at their future. And today we focus on Islanders forward Kiefer Bellows. And for me, this was not a good year for Kiefer Bellows. Uh, I really found that what happened to Bellows you know, he was sort of a victim in a lot of ways of the rules that the NHL put into place this year to try to fight, you know, COVID-19 and make sure teams had the players they needed. Bellows, originally drafted by the Islanders in the first round back in 2016, uh, he was the 19th overall pick. We know his bloodlines. His dad played in the NHL for many, many years. Talented goal scorer, Brian Bellows. And Kiefer Bellows has sort of struggled at times. Last year, 2019-2020, he was the leading goal scorer at Bridgeport. Came up for a little cup of coffee with the Islanders. Played in eight games. Two goals, one assist, three points, was a plus three. And, you know, people were sort of saying, hey, uh, maybe Kiefer Bellows could help the Islanders this year uh, if he can make the roster out of training camp. And that ended up, you know, he goes into training camp. The way the rules were set up, however, Bellows ends up spending the season rotating between the Islanders' active roster and the taxi squad. 
And as a result, you know, in the past, he would have either been in the AHL at Bridgeport or playing in the NHL with the Islanders. So instead, he ends up rotating around the taxi squad. Net result, he only played in the games that he played for the Islanders, didn't get to hone his game beyond that 14 games in a season. Now, okay, yeah, down in Bridgeport, maybe he could have played another 5, 10 games because of the way, you know, that schedule was so unusual and disjointed and limited and short, really. But the thing a guy like Kiefer Bellows needs more than anything is ice time. He needs to play against uh, adult men. He needs to hone his game. He needs to be coached. And while there is a certain value to having him out there in practice every day with the big club, being a black ace and not seeing a lot of ice time, that's not really conducive to his ultimate long-term growth. So I think, you know, a player like Kiefer Bellows, who was on the cusp of possibly making an NHL roster, he got hurt most by the kind of season that we had this year in the AHL and with the taxi squads in the NHL because of COVID. Now, Bellows, after the injury to Anders Lee, Bellows stepped up got put on that first line. He was the first guy given an opportunity to step in. And he ended up, you know, hadn't played in almost a month, goes into a game against the Devils, gets two goals, including the game winner, follows that up the next night, another game in New Jersey at the Rock, scores again, three goals in two games, and everybody's like, ooh, here's Kiefer Bellows. Maybe he is the answer to the... Injury to Anders Lee, and the Islanders don't miss a beat. Well, after that, he played in the next four games, or or four more games over the course of the season for the Islanders, did not register a point, was a minus one, and had a grand total of four shots in those four games, never playing more than 13 minutes of ice time. And, you know, part of the problem with a guy like Kiefer Bellows is the thing that keeps Bellows off the ice for the Islanders is not what he can do when he has the puck. Kiefer Bellows is not on the ice, game in and game out, because Barry Trotz doesn't feel like he can trust Bellows to play in his own zone, to back check, to do the things without the puck that the Islanders tend to ask of their players. And it's that aspect of the game that is going to cause Bellows to stall out. Now, you know, early on in training camp this past year, it was considered Bellows and Wallstrom, and maybe they were fighting for one lineup spot or two lineup spots. And at, at the end of training camp, They both end up making the roster, and they both end up in the lineup opening day against the Rangers, but quickly, after the first, uh, you know, let's say, month of the season, Bellows is a healthy scratch, he's on the uh, taxi squad, 
you know, he, he isn't as frequently in the lineup, while Wallstrom, when he was healthy, had gained a lot more of the trust of Barry Trotz. Look, Keeper Bellows can put the puck in the net. He's got a good shot, and at 6'1", 200 pounds, he is maturing. He's now 23 years old. Uh, Will, you know, it's time for him to start developing, and, and power forwards, and that's what Bellows is, you know, they take a little bit longer to develop. And part of the problem, I also think, with Bellows before Anders Lee got hurt is that he was being asked to play a third or fourth line role when he's probably better suited to being a first or second line forward. And yet, if he can play that third line role, that's the exact style of play he needs to show the coaching staff that he can do in order to gain their trust and get in the lineup. So, in a lot of ways, this year, while he was asked to do things that probably are not natural to his experience and style of play, that was an opportunity lost for Kiefer Bellows. This year, he goes into training camp again. He is a restricted free agent, but he doesn't have arbitration rights. He's not in a situation where he can go somewhere. Uh... I think the Islanders will re-sign him and try to see what he can do in training camp. Now, if Casey Sezikis leaves, or they lose Matt Martin in the expansion draft, or, you know, depending on who is back, if Kyle Palmieri doesn't come back, these can increase the, the number of spots open that Kiefer Bellows can compete to stake a claim to in training camp next year. But if I'm Kiefer Bellows, I also realize the Islanders may include him in a package if they're trying to acquire a a Tarasenko or any other player out there who could add some scoring punch. You know, you you hope a guy like Bellows and a guy like Wallstrom develop into the goal scorers that you need, that they become the next generation of offensive contributors. But Bellows is starting to run out of time. And maybe he has this year and maybe next year, maybe. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't surprise me at all if he's traded before the start of the next season, uh, especially if he doesn't prove to the coaching staff that he could play the Islanders' style of play with the back checking and the defense and the smart play in your own zone. This season is a crossroads for Keeper Bellows coming up, and we'll see how he handles that situation once training camp gets underway, if he is still a member of the New York Islanders. We've got more to discuss on today's show. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day coming up, a popular Islanders defenseman, all that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's podcast is also brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the Often pointless and seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counter person orders the parts on his or her computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Now, rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. 
and their prices are the same for everyone. You know, so many of the chain stores, they have one price for do-it-yourselfers. They charge them more than professional mechanics, not at rockauto.com. And they've got everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, or even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks, and they'll deliver it directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And like yesterday, we're going to be uh, one day early on this one. And uh, we want to wish a very happy 37th birthday to former Islanders defenseman Chris Campoli, the native of Mississauga, Ontario, drafted in the seventh round by the Islanders back in 2004 after spending four productive years with the Erie Otters of the Ontario Hockey League. He spent 2004-2005 in Bridgeport and then joined the Islanders full-time in 05-06, stayed with the club through the 08-09 season before moving on to uh, Ottawa for two and a half years, and then Chicago, and then Montreal, and after that, finished up his hockey career in Switzerland and Sweden. In his career, 440 NHL games, 35 goals, 146 points, and 200 penalty minutes. 18 playoff games, five of those with the Islanders, one goal that was with the Islanders, and five points for Campoli. And, you know, Campoli could contribute offensively. He had a solid 34-point year in 05-06, which included nine games, and he was a steady, consistent kind of a defenseman. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games with the Isles. This one November 3rd, 2008, at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. The opponent was the Columbus Blue Jackets for this one. The Blue Jackets going in goal with Frederick Norena, while the Islanders had Joey McDonald in between the pipes. And uh, this one, scoreless in the first period. Neither team scoring, but in the second, the Islanders get on the board and take the lead. First, Richard Park, his first from Trent Hunter at 3.08, and it's 1-0 Islanders. And a little less than seven minutes later, Bill Guerin gets his fifth. Richard Park and goaltender Joey McDonald with the assist at 10.16, Islanders 2. And the Blue Jackets, nothing. Later on in the period, with, with Nate Thompson in the box for delay of game, the Islanders get a shorthanded goal from our Islanders' birthday of the day. Chris Campoli, his first of the year. Mike Comrie and Trent Hunter with the helpers at 14-15. Islanders leading after two periods, 3 to nothing. But, you know, these Islanders teams were struggling back in 08-09. And in the third period, those struggles reared their ugly head. The Blue Jackets got Three goals in the third period. First, Mark Mathot, his second from Yuri Novotny and Jared Bull at 344, 3-1 Islanders. Uh, a minute and 12 seconds later, the Islanders are shorthanded. Doug Waite off for interference. R.J. Umberger on the power play, his second. Rick Nash and Fetter Tootin on the assist 
at 4.56, 3-2, Islanders. Umberger strikes again. Midway through the third, his third of the year, Kristen Herselius and Frederick Modine on the helpers. At the end of the game, regulation anyway, we're all even at three apiece. It goes to overtime, and in the overtime period, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Chris Campoli ends it with his second tally of the year. Mike Comrie with the assist. Final score in OT. The Islanders four and the Blue Jackets three. That win increased the Islanders' record on the season to 3-7-1 for Chris Campoli. Two goals, a plus two. He had four shots on goal, and one of those two goals obviously was the game winner. So the Islanders skate away with that 4-3 win for Joey McDonald. 31 saves to earn the victory. And again, we want to wish a very happy birthday to Chris Campoli. He is 37 years old tomorrow, uh, but we sort of did this a day early because there's a big Islanders birthday over the weekend that we wanted to save for tomorrow's show. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We will be back tomorrow with the latest Islanders rumors plus a look at another Islanders player tomorrow and their season in review and a look ahead at what to expect from them in the 2021-2022 season. Tomorrow we will be discussing the future of Thomas Hickey, the veteran defenseman. This could be an interesting offseason for him, so we'll be talking about that and a whole lot more on tomorrow's show. Stay safe, everybody. Have a great day, and of course, let's go Islanders!